0: Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075 are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome to Money on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 25th show and Memorial Day weekend show. This weekend, take time to remember those who have fallen supporting our country and the families that have lost loved ones. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: Your local mortgage experts, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how they will affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show, please call the show at 1855 855 1150. Again, that's 1 855 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And for today's lineup, we have Britt Wibner, uh, Britt Wibner Real Estate Group at Real Logic Sotheby's International Realty. Don't get priced out. How to maximize the spring and summer markets. Also in studio, we have Farid Askarov how to leverage video marketing in 2019. And our last guest in studio, we have Steve Waltar of Legacy Estate Planning. Estate planning and how you can prepare your wealth, protect your family, and create your legacy great information and great guest in studio as always to uh, talk with our guests you can call the show at one again that's 1-855-411-50 or online at com. and today uh, today we'll start out just as we do each week with a little money chat
0: money money
1: what do you have to share today for our money chat
2: well I was thinking especially in the spirit of Memorial Day weekend Gateway, us, we love our veterans um, and very proud of that, Mm -hmm. of all the things that Gateway could choose to support. Mm -hmm. We have an awesome nonprofit called Folds of Honor. So for $5, and we do a lot of loans, $5 of every loan that we do goes to the education of a fallen soldier's children or child. Yeah. Yeah. So to help Help get them- them with their education. Yeah, it's huge. So- Mm -hmm. And it made me kind of realize we don't we talk about us because, you know, we are very passionate about our team mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm very proud of our team. But we're built on a foundation of Gateway, yep. who's an, also a fantastic company Yes. and we never really named some of the awards that we've got. But um, recently we just were the first company, a mortgage company, to buy a bank. That's huge because mm-hmm. that just expands on the things that we were already amazing at. Yep. More options Purchased and opportunities. Charter,
1: charter chartered bank, which is so exciting. Super
2: exciting. Mm-hmm. We have been recognized as the top 1% mortgage company in the nation, top mm-hmm. 1% mortgage employer, top place to work, and then a side of it that we don't talk about much is we also have our, our call center has got an excellence award. Yeah. So I don't know. Which if,
1: that's a little bit unusual sometimes with call centers. I don't know if you're listening and ever have called a call center and would say that you would give them a one percentile award. Most of the award. time. Yeah. Most of the time not.
2: And especially some of the mortgage companies out there, because you do a mortgage through a company, next thing you know, they sell it, somebody mm-hmm. else services it, and then you mm-hmm. call them they go, this is a, an attempt to collect a debt. And you're like, wait a second. I, <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't feel good. Had no good. idea yeah. what was going on. Yeah, like, I thought I just and got a mortgage. And on that note, we
1: service 100% of our mortgages as well. Yes, yeah. yes. And so when, Unless sir- we put them through a portfolio channel. That's yeah. a, you know, we we do have access to portfolio channels for unique situations.
2: Yeah, so it's nice. So if you do a mortgage through me or Tina, we are the people actually on your statements. You can call Us, we don't disappear, it doesn't go to another company. We will take care of you from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And uh, lastly, we couldn't do without our amazing referral partners and our awesome customers because they are definitely the biggest part of our business. So uh, I wanted to give them recognition as well. Well, it's
1: all about thanks for you today, Keelan. That was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and we we do have a a, a great company. You do have to have a foundation in order to support uh, massive growth, which we are always uh, continuing to be on that. On that level, so totally something different. That's what's really fun about Money Chat is Keelan shares something he's uh, thinking about for the day. I share something that I'm thinking about, and sometimes it's uh, in conjunction, sometimes it's completely different. And mine's a little bit different. I just got back from a business retreat with my uh, uh, re- some of my referral partners. I do a lot of business with in the real estate space. And on that note, this is why it's so fun to connect with people and become friends with them because you get to do some really cool stuff. So all my pr- I went camping last weekend. That's with one of my business partners. I mean, everything I do personally is attached to people that support my business. And I support theirs. I mean, I just love it But I wanted to bring this in because I thought it could be a benefit uh, if you were listening today The facilitator that was hired to come in and share an exercise with us that I I loved it And I can't remember the name of the exercise, but I named it I do a lot of work with transitional housing, which I've shared before And I'm going to actually add this into my work because it was so awesome So I'm going to name it Circumstance Exercise That's what I think I'm going to go with. But anyways, (laughs) so um, as you know, Keelan, and those of you listening to the show probably know if you're regular listeners, that I'm a big believer in in practice every day to always look at the glass half full. And I work really, really hard through this process to continue to make sure that I'm focusing on positive triggers instead of the negative things that come up. Because again, there's a balance and you get to decide whether you want to look at the glass half full or half empty. And what I like about this exercise is they actually help you map out the outcome, a good outcome or not such a good outcome. So I want to share this exercise with you today. So first of all, we got to think of a scenario. So I'm just going to give an example so you can kind of connect with how this exercise works. And um, for a lot of you, you might be business professionals and in sales. Everybody that's in studio here today, as our guests, they're all in sales. Keelan and I are in sales. And so uh, there's probably a lot of you listening that are in sales. So just think, um, f- to map this out, we need to have Um, a, a thought, a feeling, and an action attached to a circumstance or some type of situation that happened. So what did you think about that situation? How did it make you feel? And what action did you take because of the thought and the feeling that you had? Huge connection. So I'm going to use an example if you're in sales that a very close friend of yours went with another business professional instead of you. So if you're buying a house they didn't use Britt, our real estate agent, and they're the close friend. And then I'm the close friend as well, and they didn't use me for financing. Uh, we have Ferret in here for a video, and they needed to get video done on their house, and they didn't use him. And then they need an estate plan done as well, and Steve is our estate planner today, and they didn't use him. So I want to just show that this can connect with any business, no matter um, what business that you're in. And this happens to all of us. We don't have everybody go with us, and sometimes somebody close to us Makes that decision so first let's talk about um, how you might feel well uh, that just makes me really really mad that they didn't go with me or why didn't they go with me is is the thought process that you're having why didn't they go with me and so how did you how did that make you feel well in this example it made me feel pretty mad and the action then is maybe ending the friendship so that's one way to look at it, right, Keelan?
2: Yeah, cut them off of Facebook immediately. Yeah. With the X.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's ma- majority of people, unfortunately, are looking at a glass half full <laughs> because it's it's hard to sometimes take personal things out of here. But let's relook at it because we can take the same situation, have a different thought, feeling, and action to it. But here's the key in this exercise. The... Thought must be real. You must really feel that you can do this. And if you can't feel that you can do it, you have to work on that feeling of that process first. You've got to, you've got to practice with it because you can't just go through an, an exercise and don't really believe that you can do this. I hope that uh, makes sense. I'm trying to do this in a few minutes where it's a lot longer process. But so let's change the thought. Was there a reason that I may not know about? Instead of why did they not use me? You see the difference between I like what, it. Mm-hmm. what is the reason that I may not know about the reason why they didn't use me. And so that's a glass half full thought process. Now, the feeling, understanding and respecting that there may have been a reason. And that goes exactly with that thought that I just... Had, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The action is going to be completely different. Instead of just randomly ending a friendship, reaching out to this person and having a conversation with them about it. Now, who knows what that conversation is? They may have gone, Oh my gosh, I really didn't think that you needed my business because you seem like you're so busy. Mm -hmm. Or "I, I didn't think that you had time for me. Or, Oh my gosh, I forgot that you actually did mortgages. Or, you know what? This friend of mine. He said he was gonna be really mad at me and I knew that you would be more considerate of the situation. So there's so many things. And maybe the friend just says, you know what? I just didn't want to share my personal financial information with you. whatever it is, I guarantee you that it's a friendship. There's gonna be a reason behind that. So I just wanted to share that with you because I think it's really powerful. And this exercise, the thought, the feeling, and the action can fit into anything that comes into play where there's gonna be a glass half full or a glass half empty. Reaction to that situation. So that's what I have for you, Money Chat, for today. Coming up next on the Money Hour, don't get priced out. How to maximize the spring and summer markets? Britt Whipner of Britt Whipner Real Estate Group at Real Logic Sotheby's, right here on 1150 AM, KKNW After the short break.
3: Nothing is more important than your family. Do you have an estate plan that would protect them if you were gone? Steve Waltar with Legacy Estate Planning has helped individuals and families just like yours create their estate plans, helping his clients preserve their wealth, protect their family, and leave their legacy. Steve has expertly crafted thousands of estate plans for his clients in the last 20 years, and he can help you too.
4: Hi, this is Steve Waltar, and we would be happy to help you or your family give us a call at 425-455-6788, that's 455-6788, or go to our website, waltar.com, w-a-l-t-a-r.com.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 25th show, Memorial Day weekend. As Americans celebrate Memorial Day, we pay tribute to those who have given their lives to fight for our country. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: you a local mortgage experts. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, how to have money so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. And if you're listening to this show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today, please call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, Britt Webner with Britt Webner Real Estate Group of Real Logic Sotheby's International Realty. Uh, Britt, thank you so much for coming back in studio. Well,
5: thanks for having me, Tina.
1: Yeah, and you look so beautiful. Well, gosh, I have to...
5: I have to look good because you always look so good. Oh,
1: how sweet. Look how we pass this around, Keelan. <laughs> and and no, you, guys,
5: you too, Keelan. I'm not yeah, going to
2: awesome.
1: Thanks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm Keelan has the, great hair. I'm usually the third wheel. It's <laughs> kind of a hedgehog right now. I need a haircut so bad. I'm so uh, excited about it. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and what we're going to talk
1: about with Britt today don't get paid, don't get priced out, how to maximize the spring and summer markets. And a little bit about Britt. Uh, Britt is the principal broker at Britt Webner Real Estate Group with Real Logic, Southerby International. National Realty. Equipped with 15 back-to-back years as a top producer broker, Britt capitalizes on her expertise, her Rolodex of her strong negotiation skills to help clients achieve their real estate objectives. Focused on West Bellevue and greater Seattle area, Britt provides the luxury real estate experience at all price points. She also provides complimentary staging, professional organization help, and home prep project management that helps her clients get their home ready seamlessly and easily. Britt's passion is maximizing her clients' real estate investments and making each and every real estate journey a positive one.
2: Britt, you are such an amazing agent, first and foremost, well, and so you. you definitely are. She's a
1: superstar. That's why she's going to be on Cuff with a Superstar.
2: Literally a superstar. Googler. I mean, just check it out. Let's she's amazing. Um, but of, you, of all opinions, I'd love to f- get your feedback and kind of where's the market right now? What the heck's going on out there?
5: We are back to a fever pitch. It is, you know, I was here last year, probably around November, I think, and it was starting to get pretty gloomy. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were all kind of holding our breath to see what would happen. Is the market going to come back? Well, I'm here to tell you, it has come back. I am...
1: what do you call it, a fever pitch? Fever what? Fever pitch. I love
5: I think that. I that, um, that's from a song, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Um, No, we are saying... Um, listings come on the market selling within eight days five days Um, multiple offers are back unbelievably and um, yeah prices are 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 actually bumping back up not by a ton as Uh I said last time I was on the on the show and I still believe it we can pretty much just take away the appreciation for 2018 it Mm -hmm. was a a flat year so right now buyers can get in of course it feels like you're paying more but you're actually Mm -hmm. You're, you're doing pretty good on purchases, but we're seeing things start to creep back up. So um, that's one of the reasons why I, I entitled the the talk, Don't Get Priced Out, because yes. this is the time to buy. Yeah, yes.
1: I love that, Britt. So what are you doing to help your sellers stand out in this market and to maximize their spring price?
5: Well, yeah, this just goes back to preparation and price. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that um, will... Give the put the gabosh on a good potential sale, than not being very very diligent about getting that property 100% ready. Mm. There there are more options than there were out there last year, but there's also some dogs. You want to always be the the home that shines over and above all the rest. So no matter if the market's good, the market's bad, I and all agents should really work hard at getting your home perfect. Um, and this might take a lot longer, might take a couple weeks, but um, it, it really enables the potential buyers to be able to see the home in its, in its absolute beauty. Landscape also, is, especially at this time of year,
1: mm-hmm. oh, yeah, um,
5: people are just dreaming of backyard barbecues. So I'm putting a lot more emphasis on getting landscape um, really dialed in and and really helping buyers envision entertaining. Um, for these summer months so definitely just to recap getting the house properly prepared Um, staging of course I'm always um, very positive about staging it really really helps and then the landscape
1: and I would have been talking about landscape just in barbecues. It would just made me think about that beautiful backyard that has that sitting area. And I bet through the staging process, you probably have some things, too, and really helping them if they don't already have that, that furniture and bringing in. Because that just brings in that wow factor and that comfort and makes it feel like it's your home, yes?
5: well it's an extension of your home so if you're staging the inside of your home and leaving the exterior a blank slate that's not really that's a disservice to your sellers so definitely within my uh, my whole marketing package I do complimentary staging services which also Mm -hmm. includes the backyard spaces nice yeah
2: love that Brit so let's say I'm trying to buy a home considering there's possible multiple offer scenarios out there what's your number one strategy to help me win the deal
5: I have been 100% um, uh, successful at getting my clients to win the deals yes. this year, yeah. which I, so I awesome. knock on wood, knock on wood, yeah. but you know, I've it also It can happen all the
1: time, but. It can
5: happen all the time, but I would say if you are an active buyer out there in the market, mm. listen to your Realtors advice. Yes. There are so many people who, but you know. work
1: with the best of the best realtors yeah. because there are some that aren't giving the right advice. Right, Britt? You can go to my website,
5: www.britspicks.com. <laughs> call me. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, absolutely. You, the number one thing is working with someone who has a great reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, I get deals done because other brokers have heard about me. We've yes. worked together before in the past. And there's already an embedded trust and they know that I'm gonna get the deal done yes. mm-hmm. so 100% listen to your broker I'm assuming they're a good broker yes. and um, and follow their advice so one of the things that I've been very successful at doing is um, creating the relationship with the other broker at from the get-go so you are establishing yes I have a client that might be interested and then um, over the course of the several days prior to a multiple offer or, or the offer review I'm continually checking in with that broker yeah um, also definitely it it's it's still the same go get a um, a pre-inspection if there isn't one provided mm-hmm. get your sewer scope um, out of the way as well prior to putting in your offer mm-hmm. and you know I have seen people waive their financing again yeah so definitely go get um, as far down the line of pre-approval especially with someone as great as you guys yeah um, I'm, I'm assuming th- have you guys seen a bunch of um, finance waiver waivers I, I am but
1: not yeah. not as much as what we've had you know before yeah. it was kind of like just almost a given that mm-hmm. when one didn't come over with you know uh, when it came over with a finance contingency I was like wow that's kind of unusual yeah. but um, I would say maybe 30 percent of mine right now are so
2: I just got one actually with a yeah. huge earnest money too they just it is what it is. They are gonna take mm-hmm. the house by storm. They didn't care.
5: Yeah, and it's it is about being aggressive. Yes. I've had I've counseled my clients now to release earnest money mm-hmm. um right on the spot. I know these are somewhat dangerous ways of, of getting the offers accepted, yeah. but you know what? That's that's 're getting we're headed back into that type of market yeah
1: well like you said if you've got a straight a, a great lender you've gone through the underwriting process you know what you can do and you've provided all the documents and you're confident you're not going to quit your job in the middle of closing then you know <laughs> you're going to be good to go and you you understand what the risk uh, might be on an appraisal and you're willing to pay the extra money because that's the other thing with the finance waiving finance contingency you got to make sure everything's going to be good with the property but um yeah you got to do what you have to got do, do to what win, you got to do or um,
5: and what you're looking at is now we're back to an appreciating market, and if mm-hmm. you don't get in now, you're yes, going to get priced out.
1: Exactly, yeah. So that was your buyer's hat, Britt. Let's move it over to your seller's hat because you represent both buyers and mm-hmm. sellers. Um, for a seller to be able to maximize getting those multiple offers, because you can have one house in a neighborhood that they get an offer, and you can have another house in the exact same neighborhood that get Ten offers so share what you're doing to be the house that gets the 10 offers
5: well number one price is essential mm-hmm. um, you need to be the best priced property at with the best preparation so that all the eyeballs are on you Yes. so imagine you're at around eight hundred thousand and there's five other houses that are eight hundred thousand people are looking at square footage members mm-hmm. of bedrooms and baths so you need to be the best perceived value people are still shopping for value Above all else sure value and location Um, the other thing that you need to do is still get a pre-inspection make it so that the Mm -hmm. the barrier to entry is as low as possible yes so a pre-inspection I'm constantly doing and doing a sewer scope that then enables the buyers to be able to write an offer without any risk why not go for it so that's what I'm doing and it's been going great
1: yeah That's
2: a, such a smart move in the sewer scope i don't hear that from many people I, maybe it's just in the show but sewer scopes are so important i'd be mm-hmm. so much money right there 20 grand to the street oh. or 30 grand or mm-hmm. whatever it's crazy
5: well when i'm uh counseling even my buyers we're always looking for what are the big ticket items that are going to cost so much to repair yeah. that's really what we're keeping in mind and one of the biggest costs and the one that is can go up to thirty, forty thousand dollars is yeah. the sewer. Is group, So yeah. I'm 100 for the three hundred dollars it takes to uh, get that peace of mind. I'm constantly recommending it.
2: Yeah. Hey Amen. That makes sense. So what about pitfalls for sellers? What should uh, what should we avoid as a seller?
5: I love this question. It is all about don't be greedy and don't be lazy. <laughs> don't you, there you go. I love don't, it. Be greedy, no don't be greedy. Don't be lazy. No no lazy. You know, if your house is the best prepared, it looks and it. it shines to the the population, you will get the eyeballs you will get the people that will will be willing to pay more money uh-huh. um, and so if you're if you're thinking hey, you know let's just go higher. Um, you're gonna be in a situation where you're gonna get stagnant on the market it's it's the yeah. same thing as last year. so um, price properly and to price properly of course you need to look at the comps but don't go back a year yes. go back I'm looking 60 days back right now. And then, don't be lazy. Get get your get your shovels out. Get your lawnmower. No. Get the dust rags out, and get your house. Really, really prepared. Yeah,
1: or hire somebody to do it for you. You don't have to get out there and do it yourself. Pay a couple hundred bucks, have somebody do it. Just do it is the
2: point. Yeah, <laughs> or absolutely. Done. And if I, should, if share, a, go ahead, I should
5: share that part of my service. And it's it was one of the mouthful sentences that you had said earlier. Uh-huh. Is I am project managing all these things, so yeah. I'm not actually telling my clients to get out their dust rag.
2: Yeah,
5: full <laughs> <I have laughs> yeah. litany of um, service providers, of li- landscapers, um, home organizers, and um, yeah my clients really don't need to lift a finger. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Britt, you're definitely, I uh, dialed in at a very, very high level to a uh, plug and play process for the system. So let's talk about the great news with Amazon and the news of uh, opening office in, in Bellevue. How is that changing our local market?
5: Well, I have never had so many people call me specifically yeah. because they feel like Amazon's coming. Prices are going to go up, mm-hmm. and so buyers that have been on the fence, they've been renting. Um, I, I've been doing, um, and I'm happy to do this. It's abso- absolutely, absolutely um, a. a- makes my heart sing is working <laughs> with first-time homebuyers here and there yeah. and they are so happy to to get property and um, they're thrilled to lock it in before mm-hmm. Amazon comes through because yeah. we'll have a lot more There's people a call to action yeah there yeah. really is yeah a lot more people in the in the buyer pool in about a year
2: so considering um, is there and what we have a minute left so we're gonna wrap up here but is there any uh, relief in sight for buyers at this moment
5: I would say and this market is always cyclical, cyclical, excuse me. And
2: mm-hmm.
5: what I always see is July and August are when most buyers are, are spending time doing those summer barbecues They're on vacation. So I would say if you're wanting to time the market at all, I'd say make offers in August because you're going to have a lot less um, competition. And mm-hmm. we might see just a little bit slower market at that point. But other than that, I'd, I think we're, we're in it for the long
1: haul. That's so awesome. Britt, thank you so much for coming in and uh, sharing your wealth of information with our listeners. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And coming up next, how to leverage video marketing in 2019, we have Farad Ascara, Seattle videographer, right here at on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break.
6: It's 2019 and you still don't have a marketing video for your business? You've heard of how powerful video can be, but you're not sure how to take the first step or who to talk to for help. Farah Descarov with FA Productions helps individuals, small businesses, and nonprofits just like you create marketing videos that focus on helping you make more money, save time, and build relationships. They don't make videos just for the sake of making videos. They take the time to understand your business inside and out, discover the bottlenecks, and create a solution that solves a real problem. Hey, this is
7: Farah Descarov with FA Productions. If you or someone you know of, has been thinking about doing video in 2019, Please reach out to me through my website, that's faridaskerov.com, F-A-R-I-D-A-S-K-E-R-O-V.com, or you can contact me on my mobile, 425-496-9272.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150, now, back to the show with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to the Money You're on 1150 a.m. KKNW, the Saturday, May 25th show and Memorial Day weekend show. To those who make the ultimate sacrifice to protect our country, we will not forget you. And I'm your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co host, Keelan Harvey.
1: Your <laughs> local mortgage experts. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at one 855 400-1150. Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyera.com. In studio right now, we have Farid Askarov with our Seattle videographer and how to leverage video marketing for 2019. Farid, thank you. First time in studio with us.
7: Yeah, it's exciting. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not his first time showcasing his business in radio. He hit another radio show before coming to see us. Cheating I us? I know. I saw him, out, I saw him out in the, uh, the lobby. I'm like, oh my gosh, we totally have to get you into our show. So Farid, thank you. <laughs> and a little bit about Farid. Uh, he's a filmmaker, photographer, and content creator based in Seattle, Washington. Farid has a bachelor's degree from the Carson's College of Business of Washington State University. Immediately following graduation, Farid worked for three years at Price Waterhouse Coopers, but is his passion was always has been film and photography. In 2017, Farid. Uh, entrepreneurial drive, it took him to Cambodia where he started a digital marketing agency. Experience ranging from working with small businesses, owners to large corporate clients such as Audi, and we'll probably talk about a little bit about that today and I just want to give a personal shout out because uh, he's done a lot of uh, work for me and um, uh, did my keynote and put a great commercial together that, you know, still I listen to it and I, I my, it's not to sound um, uh, anything for myself but when a video brings you to to tears. It's, you know, and even mine did. And it's my own video. And maybe it's the process that you put me through in really getting out the words that meant so much to me and delivering my message. And I think that's really uh, magic behind a videographer. It's not just the ability of taking and doing the film, but it's the ability of working with that individual that Is not, doesn't really know how to get that out there on film and video. So I just wanted to give that shout out because you are amazing. So thank you for being here.
7: Thank you. Can I just have you like follow me around and just say that to people?
1: (laughs) Of course. That was amazing. Thank you. Welcome, Farron.
2: Here's your headline here. (laughs) Insert (laughs) Tina here. So, Farid, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got started in this whole photography and videography. Sure.
7: So, Tina already covered, covered some of it, um, so thank you for, again for that. Mm-hmm. Um, really the first time I picked up a camera was when I was 21, actually. So I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a kid when most people pick up cameras, and um, I just started to get into travel photography. I went on a Euro trip with one of my buddies for two weeks across Europe, um, hit a lot of cool different places, and I took pictures the whole way. And I started to kind of edit them and look at how other photographers were editing them. And I was like, wow, how are they so good? And I just started to become obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. I would go on YouTube and I would just sit on YouTube and just watch videos and binge it for hours after work. And so that's how I started to learn photography and videography. I never went to a traditional film school. Yeah. I never did any kind of formal education. I just became obsessed with it. And um, eventually I got to the point where I was starting to do that stuff on the side while I was still you know, as working as a CPA in my accounting firm. Um, and people started to look, see my work, and I got a lot of fo- positive feedback on it. People were like, mm-hmm. wow, hey, Farid, like, this, is, like, this is good stuff. Like, I really enjoy the content that you put out, and I'm looking, I always look forward to seeing like your photos and videos. And so awesome. that, for me, was like, okay, I'm doing something right here. Yes. Like something something is, is going my way, right? Uh-huh. And um, yeah, it I, I was when I turned 25, um, and I won't get too far into this, but I, I took an improv class just because I wanted to. I thought it would be fun. Um, Develop my speaking skills and just you know learn to think quickly on the spot. Mm -hmm. And I met uh, a guy there, and um, he gave gave me me the opportunity to move to Cambodia. And that's where we started the marketing agency. Did a lot of video production work out there for all different types of clients. Mm -hmm. Audi, yeah, was a highlight. So that was awesome to work with them. Yeah, yeah, super cool project. and I, I eventually I got homesick. So my buddies are still out there, they're still running a marketing yeah. agency in Cambodia. Wow. Still still going strong. Uh-huh. Um, but I just missed my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I missed <laughs> miss oh, my family. That's so uh-huh. sweet. You so, miss my mom. Yeah, yeah. I, and I miss my friends too, of course. Yeah. And um, I was like, OK, guys, it's been fun, but I like I need to go Time home. Time to go home.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it served its purpose, obviously, and the passion that you have behind it. How could you not get some of that from that experience and being there uh, in that country? And so that's amazing. Um, and, I, you know, I, I always say that what you can't stop doing and you can't you know, you can't even sleep because you're so excited about it. That is really drawing out and showing it that that's what you're passionate about. And your passion always connects to something that you are gifted in. So I'm so happy to hear your story and to go from a CPA to a videographer. Um, quite a difference between the two. So uh, Farid, let's talk about uh, 2019 and the importance of why video.
7: Yeah, so... I think the big thing, and, and last year it was video, was you know pretty big, and, and this year it's just getting even bigger. Mm-hmm. I have people come to me all the time, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's 2019, and I still don't have a video. <laughs> like, what do I need? I need a video, I need a video, right? Um, And I always try to tell people to, like, okay, let's take a step back. You don't need a video. What you need is the right message, and the video yes. is just the medium. Video is a tool. And as someone that's passionate about video, of course, yes. I love video. <laughs> yes. But the most important thing is to peel that you know peel the layer back a little bit Mm -hmm. and look behind the curtain and say okay what's actually important here is the message and so when I look at video specifically video is one of the most powerful forms of content and that's why Mm -hmm. it's so so powerful in 2019 because of its ability to deliver that message yes so for example 95% um, people retain 95% more information communicated through a video versus text 5% Mm -hmm. in text so 95% retention versus 5% retention 50% of people uh, look for a video before visiting a store yeah. These are all statistics that you can find online Google Google is publishing some of these stats yeah. So there's big players that are doing all this marketing research about video video is king um, Looking towards the future. I think there's gonna be a big push for virtual reality augmented yes. reality But right now video is king Especially doing live video live video on Facebook live video on YouTube on Instagram. Yeah those social media platforms their algorithm ranks that video higher. So you're more likely to see a live video such as Tina's show Mm -hmm. that she does weekly, right? Mm -hmm. And so doing that kind of stuff is really important. And I think the coolest thing about video in 2019 is that if you do it right, if you delivered the right marketing message, it is a crazy powerful business asset that works around the clock. Once yeah. your video is done, as long as you can get it in front of people, it's working for you all the time.
1: Yes. Yeah. When you do the video business card, so instead of just having a traditional viz- business card, you're sharing your video as your business card. And um, and I want you to just, uh, what what uh, Farid's saying here is so true, and you can see that this is true by your own uh, actions through social media. When you're looking at a uh, post, what are you doing? You're scrolling and scrolling. Oh, video. i got to check that out. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Video, i got to check that out. So, um, it's so true.
2: And our, our attention spans are getting less and less. And I mean, I don't really read a whole lot anymore. You know, it's all about Mm-mm. what you see cause you can get so much more content out of that so quickly, right? It's just more efficient, I think for sure. And c- captures your attention. Um, what, what elements would you say Farid, uh, make for a really effective marketing video?
7: Yeah. So, I mean, there's all different types of marketing videos and, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can approach a marketing video, but I think one of the um, one of the things to really focus on is okay, who is your audience? Who are you speaking to? Mm-hmm. And then what is their pain point? Like, what kind of problems do they have? Right? What keeps them up at night?
2: It's just like an invention, right? You got to figure out the problems and solve mm-hmm. for it.
7: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, and so thinking about that, and then tailoring a kind of marketing message that says basically, okay. I am the person that offers the solution and can solve this problem for you, and I'm mm-hmm. the only person to work with. There's no other option.
1: Yeah, love it. Yeah, and Farah, this uh, you know, I kind of had a challenge with this when you and I initially talked because of what I wanted my video. Uh, to be. And there was a time that I was thinking that this video length of this video would be and you being the expert that you are, you really drew me in. And I respect experts. So I let you take control of the situation. And you gave me like a two minute and something video. And I was so wowed. I was like, Oh, my gosh, I thought for sure I needed four or five minutes to get this message across. And so let's talk about that. Sure.
7: Yeah. So some of the research um, that's out there, it, it shows that um, 5% of viewers drop off after about a minute of mm-hmm. watching a video, mm-hmm. so retention rates, and then 60% drop off by the, the two-minute mark. So what does that say? It's exactly what you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. is that people, the, the advent of smartphones, people have so much information that's available at their fingertips every day mm-hmm. and at an instant mo- uh, instant notice, right? So having being able to kind of briefly and concisely tell that story because if you have a long video unless it's some kind of documentary that's really interesting Uh and there's stats that show like you know the six to twelve minute mark retention kind of picks back up and that is for those kind of shorter documentary style videos Uh but um usually you want to have a very concise and i would say try to stick to two minutes but i will i will say one caveat to that is that your video should be as long as it needs to be but as short as possible so if you Mm -hmm. are going to go over that two minute mark that two minute magic number right Try to not focus too much on the two-minute magic number if you're gonna be sacrificing your story. It's much better to kind of get that message out there versus cutting short on the
2: time. Got it. And I noticed that you know, a lot of people, especially new to video, uh, you know, get kind of let down by expecting a certain outcome, and you know, they're like, oh, I had six people viewed it. Like, why am I doing this? It's a waste of my time type thing. What should people, uh, individuals, and businesses focus on as far as outcomes when it comes to a video?
7: Yeah. So this is this is where it kind of requires you taking a step back and really critically thinking about what the results are that you want from this video. So when I think of results for videos, I usually break it up into three categories. And I'm specifically talking about business. You know, Hollywood is entertainment. We're we're not talking about that right now. But in the context of business, time, money, relationships. That's those are the three kind of areas that I always focus on. Mm -hmm. So is this a video that's meant to kind of help you spend less time on the phone? Is this a video that's helped you, meant to help you drive sales? Is this a video that's helped, uh, meant to um, help you connect with your existing database of customers or new people that you're trying to attract? What's, I mean, what's the, what's the outcome you're looking for? Mm-hmm. And so, when you think about ROI and you think about the, 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 success of a video, you need to be thinking about, okay, what do I want this video to do for me? What's the purpose of it?
1: Yeah. So, Farah, let's talk about the cost. What should somebody expect for uh, to put together a, a video that they're going to use for marketing purposes?
7: Yeah, so this one's this one's tricky. So I, I get asked this I question a lot. I knew it
1: was. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I get asked this question a lot. It's like, okay, how much does it cost for you uh-huh. a video? Well, um, so I, sometimes I work with realtors, and I'll give an analogy. Um, what if I were to ask a realtor, you know, how much does a three-bedroom, one-bath house cost?
1: Mm-hmm.
7: It depends, right? Yeah, depends on a the location. lot of factors. Depends yeah. on, you know, how nice the house yeah. is inside. Uh, it depends on a lot of different factors. Yeah. Um, and so for video, I would always um, think about, okay, if it's in in terms of sales, right? Think about the ROI. So whenever I do a video for my clients, I'm always shooting for four to five X ROI. So if I think a video can make them, I don't know, $20,000 then I'll divide that in four or five because that's the, I I approach it from a value-based perspective. And so you know, sometimes videographers do it based on time. Sometimes videographers do it based on value. I always approach projects from a value-based perspective because I know that's what I can bring people. Um, So there is no one size fits all answer for that. But um, I would say it really just depends on what you're expecting to get out of it.
1: Yeah, love that. And, you know, we've, we've got to wrap things up here, um, uh, Farid, but I've, I want to give another shout out. He's, a, he's amazing. First step really quickly, what would somebody do to hire you?
7: Yeah, so you can just um, get a hold of me through my website or my phone number. Uh, my phone number is 425-496-9272. And you can take a look at my website. It's Farid That's F-A-R-I-D. A-S-K-E-R-O-V dot com.
1: And Farid will be on commercial, uh, running through the show, and also on our website. So Farid, thank you again so much for coming in and joining Keelan, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. And coming up next on the Money Hour, estate planning, how you can preserve your wealth, protect your family, and create your legacy. Steve Waltar of Legacy Estate Planning right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break.
3: Nothing is more important than your family. Do you have an estate plan that would protect them if you were gone? Steve Waltar with Legacy Estate Planning has helped individuals and families just like yours create their estate plans, helping his clients preserve their wealth, protect their family and leave their legacy. Steve has expertly crafted thousands of estate plans for his clients in the last 20 years and he can help you too.
4: Hi, this is Steve Waltar and we would be happy to help you or your family. Give us a call at 425-455-6788. That's 455-6788. Or go to our website, waltar.com. W-A-L-T-A-R
6: dot It's 2019 and you still don't have a marketing video for your business? You've heard of how powerful video can be, but you're not sure how to take the first step or who to talk to for help. Farid Descarav with FA Productions helps individuals, small businesses, and nonprofits just like you create marketing videos that focus on helping you make more money, save time, and build relationships. They don't make videos just for the sake of making videos. They take the time to understand your business inside and out, discover the bottlenecks, and create a solution that solves a real problem.
7: Hey, this is Farid Descarav with FA Productions. If you or someone you know of, has been thinking about doing video in 2019, reach out to me through my website that's faridaskerov.com f-a-r-i-d-a-s-k-e-r-o-v.com or you can contact me on my mobile 425-496-9272
0: you're listening to the money hour with your host tina mitchell and co-host keelan harvey on alternative talk am 1150 now back to the show with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to the Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, May 25th show and Memorial Day weekend show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: Your local mortgage experts. We bring in each week the best of the best in every industry regarding your finances. We're here to help you find the right people so you can have the best quality of life. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1855 855 1150 Again, that's one eight five five. Four hundred eleven fifty, or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right uh, now, again, a first-time guest that we've had here. We have Steve Waltar of Legacy Estate Planning. And today we're going to talk about how to preserve your wealth, protect your family, and create your legacy. I love how that sounds, create your legacy. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today.
4: Thanks for having me here. You know, people's home is a big part of their estate, so that's really important yeah. that people plan for that.
1: So true. And a little bit about Steve. Prior to establishing his own law firm in 2000, uh, Steve spent four years at an exclusive estate planning law firm in Seattle. Uh, He limits his law's practice to areas associated with estate planning, including trust, estate laws, wills, probate, asset protection, business incorporation, and succession planning. Oh, and charitable giving and disability planning. Before, he uh, limited his practice to estate and business planning. Steve with Rose Now Johnson Graf Key and Monis, focusing his practice on general litigation, insurance defense, and family law. Before joining Rose Now Johnson, he supervised the family law department at Mulligan and Associates PLLC. Steve is popular. An entertaining speaker at estate planning seminars and has taught both professional and lay people estate planning and charitable giving. Steve has given over a hundred seminars and talks and has taught courses at the University of Washington, Seattle University, Seattle Pacific University, Northwest University, and Bellevue Community College. He has spoken to private and public employees as well as to numerous communities, civic and religious groups. Steve has been a co host and guest on two. Syndicated radio programs. He is a co author of the book Legacy Wealth Planning, looking beyond the financial to provide your family with true generational wealth.
2: Steve, what a list of accolades, you big stud! You look at you, and he's a tall
1: guy, too. (laughs) Yeah,
2: way to go. I forgot about some of those old firms. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I did that. That's right.
4: I
1: did that. So,
4: probably the most important thing for you to hear is one thing that I did before that and why I got into estate planning.
2: What's that? So, I went
4: to seminary before law school. I thought I want to be a pastor or a teacher. Oh, and he you know, you got this whole background in estate planning. And then when my mother-in-law died, you know, you live in Washington. People think yeah. we're a community property state. When you die, there, it must be nothing to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. well, he was a dentist in Wedgwood. They had real property in Sun Valley. They had some, you know, they had property here. They had a toy store. They were pretty sophisticated, But when someone died, they were clueless.
1: Yeah. What do you do?
4: So I did their probate. I did their 706 estate tax return. We were talking about probate before. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's a difficult time to go through retitling something, yeah. you know, mm. husband, wife on a house, someone dies. You can't, you know, you keep living there, but you can't retitle it until you go through a court process. Yep. So I helped this family. I knew pretty well. And that's when I kind of got my sense of call. I realized I've got the mind of an attorney and the heart of a pastor. That's yeah. estate planning. So I left the firm that did a little of everything, and all I've done is exclusively estate planning since then.
1: Yeah, I love that when a little when tragedy happens in the house, you jump in, and now you're doing what you're passionate about doing. We've we've got all all bunch of passionate people here, who just love what they do.
2: I agree, and uh, what a killer combo—a priest bo- or a pastor before <laughs> as a lawyer. Like, I mean, you know, he's got the right cause in mind for sure for his yeah. customers. Um, For those listeners out there that don't know what estate planning is, why don't you uh, let them know, Steve, exactly what the heck is this whole estate planning thing?
4: Yeah, I hear, you know, I'm I'm not Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos. I don't have an estate. Well, anyone that owns a home has an estate. Mm -hmm. Anyone that has a bank account has an estate. If you have a life insurance policy, so estate planning is really just planning for what you have. And the main thing is you don't want there to have to be a court process to manage it during your lifetime.
2: Mm-hmm. So
4: people that are single, they need incapacity planning and death planning. People that are married, they often have things that are joint. And that mm-hmm. might even say, hey, it goes automatically to my surviving spouse if I die. But other assets don't go that way. So an estate is anything from bank accounts to real property to stocks to IRAs. You know, there's a lot of assets that make up someone's estate.
2: And, I mean, I'm personally going through this, and there wasn't a whole lot that I thought, but when you get down to the details and the nitty-gritty of stuff, there's a lot of stuff, quote-unquote, you can't see me, but I'm doing the motion, stuff that you have to deal with that you probably didn't think about. So it's a good thing to talk to Steve and figure that stuff out, because when you're grieving, that a, a, adds another layer on top of that. That's really tough.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think when people die, there's shock, there's denial, there's anger, yeah. and then when you realize that, you know, sometimes you don't do anything— and sometimes you're not thinking well, and then pretty soon you realize you have to have an attorney, and then there seems like a delay, and then you people, people get mad. Yeah. But there, there, there are, you know, it's been said you never know someone till you die. I mean, there are things that have to be done legally to change title. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And so pretty much everybody, if you have anything that's of worth or value to you, you need to have an estate plan. So, Steve, why should someone wanting to create a estate plan be looking for a quali- qualified estate planning attorney and not just going online?
4: Yeah, it's a great question. I get it a lot. And I guess the best way to say that is you don't know what you don't know. Yes. I mean, there are people that are adults with adult children, and they may want everything to go equally to their kids. And if they die without a will, it will get there. But an intestate probate is more expensive than a testate probate when you have a will. And if your goal is to give everything outright, the will is not the best tool. Sometimes you want to avoid court and avoid a six month, $6,000 process. So you could do a living trust or you could do um, a transfer on death deed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when people come in and you're asking about costs, really, we talked about people call us up and say, how much does a will cost? That's the wrong question.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well,
4: what I need to know is, what are your goals? What do you have? Do you have family? Mm-hmm. Are you married? And, and once you really get to know what someone is trying to accomplish, then we can recommend the tools. Yes. You know, the tools. It's really I'm the I'm the doctor trying to diagnose what do we need to do is this brain surgery is this heart surgery do we you know so it's hard for people to self-select you know they can play around looking at a will but that the will may not be the most important part of their plan.
1: Yes
2: it makes a lot of sense so what about consequences of having a bad estate plan what are some of the horror stories that could possibly come up with a situation like that.
4: Yeah, let me pick on the married folks for first, because (laughs) we have different rules in different states. And you guys all know what homes are worth around here. It's not that hard for a married couple to have north of $2 Mm bucks. And if you've got the wrong language in your documents, you might have to pay a Washington state estate tax when one spouse dies. The wrong language, you did it in another state, and you say, oh, pass the maximum tax-free amount. And then when you die in Washington, all of a sudden you're trying to give away... You know money to someone other than your spouse and there's a limit on what you can give to someone other than your spouse so I have seen a lot of documents that would cause a two hundred and forty thousand dollar tax problem when one spouse dies Jeez. so would
1: that be a worst case scenario of what happens when someone doesn't have a plan or you know what what does that look like if somebody listening today does not have a plan and someone mm. dies
4: actually that's usually a plan that's usually the consequence of having a plan that wasn't relevant for Washington state language okay. someone with a large estate. And and that's that's kind of the most dangerous. Someone thinks they have yeah. a good plan. They did it to list guardians. Their estate's yeah. grown. They worked at Boeing, and now they got you know five million bucks, and they've got this uh, poor plan that's going to cause a state tax. I think no plan usually will default to children, and or a spouse. But you know, if someone's remarried, you're going to end up with a separate property going half to the new spouse and mm-hmm. half to the children. Well, the children might be from a prior marriage, so you know. I think it's so unique based on the person and the goals. But of course. No plan um, usually is a big problem if you're incapacitated, yeah. because you have to go to court to manage things. If you're on a joint account, you don't have to go to court, but you can't you can't sign for your spouse. You can't even admit yeah. them into the hospital. You can visit them, but you can't give authorized consent. That's why
1: you hear people when somebody is literally on their deathbed and somebody's trying to get a signature from them. I mean, that's just crazy. I've heard stuff like that in you know, in the mortgage arena, just crazy.
2: Yeah, the devil's in the details. That's all that's the whole thing there. So, in Washington state, we kind of hear from people in general, "Oh, we're in a in a community property state, so that just means everything goes to the spouse." Is that true? That's wrong.
4: It's not true. So, a community spouse, I mean, community property law means you get a step up in tax basis when you die, but it doesn't mean it goes to the survivor without court. You're going to have to go to court, get someone appointed and then retitle it. Wow. It doesn't mean that it avoids a court process. Mm-hmm. It just means that there's, a, there's a, a halfsies. Upon death or divorce, the community property is going to go to the spouse, but it's not going to go very efficiently.
1: Yeah. So, Steve, um, as an estate plan to, to help keep a, a lot of your wealth and government hands from av- avoiding taxation, but how can somebody make sure that all of their hard-earned money isn't just blown away and it goes to the next generation?
4: Well, I was even going to think how, you know, how, how quickly do you think someone spends an inheritance? Quickly? I don't know, but
1: I would imagine that it's pretty quickly. It's pretty
4: quickly. Yeah, people yeah. that have not earned something, they often make whimsical yeah. decisions. They all of a sudden have the least best friends. Uh, unwise investments and they blow the money even millions of dollars are usually blown within 18 months wow so usually part of our process to ask a little bit about the beneficiaries how do you want to protect them because you can give them some asset protection or remarriage protection you know or or all sorts of things like that so they don't blow it too quickly maybe you kind of phase it in you can do trust that, that benefit the
2: who's receiving the money yes and we're coming from a saving generation to a spending generation. So, exactly. I so, that's a whole different layer of the. And then they say most people that win um, the lottery go bankrupt because exactly. Maslow's hierarchy of thinking, they're not used to having that amount of money, so they haven't trained themselves to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So, be very careful, people. So, and previously being a financial advisor, I know that people are living longer and medical expenses are rising, and that may lead to many that worry about kind of the long-term care aspects of things that can be ridiculously expensive. Right, right. I dealt with that with my own family. Um, is that something an estate plan can help with?
4: Absolutely. There's, I think there's 5 million families that have filed bankruptcy. Since 2005 or something, just because they couldn't cover the cost of long-term care. I mean, it's like yeah. 9500 a month. The private room is 10528 a month here. Mm-hmm. So improper planning would mean that the home would be subject to a Medicaid lien. So this mm-hmm. is a really important thing. Sometimes people say, look, I don't, I don't care if we blow through this or that. I want to make sure the state's not going to put a lien on our house no matter where I'm cared for. I'd rather get Medicaid rather than have the state put a lien on the house. I want this to go to my children or grandkids you have to plan specially with Safe Harbor Trusts or you have to do irrevocable trusts. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's careful
1: planning. Yeah, yeah. So Steve, as we've got a minute to wrap up our time here with you, what would be a next step for somebody to do if they want to know more about estate planning?
4: Oh, great question. Uh, there's some resources at our website, which is right. waltar.com, W-A-L-T-A-R.com. I think we're relaunching it, should be more mobile friendly. Uh, we give workshops and seminars or they can just call us at 425-455-6788. And what we do is we meet with people. We have two attorneys at our firm, and we're happy to give a free initial consult. What we want to do is just be able to mail out a questionnaire. And as long as someone comes in and I know if they're married or they're single, they have kids, then I spend a lot of time asking them what's important, what motivates you. And then I'm happy to review if they have a plan in place or not. And then we then together we build a plan that fits their needs.
1: Yeah, that's so great. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for coming in. Look forward to having you come back and look forward to sharing with our uh, clients to get into your workshops. All right. That's great. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: Your local mortgage expert signing off for the day. This is Memorial Day weekend. Celebrate the freedom that we have as Americans and just have a great time with your family. We'll be here. Yeah, Keelan.
2: Be safe. Everybody be safe out yeah,
1: there. Be safe and uh, be thankful. We'll be here same time next weekend right here at on 1150 AM KKNW. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend.
0: Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.